Trigger warning, this episode discusses elements of abuse which may be sensitive to some audience members, so listeners' discretion is advised. Guys, welcome to the Bear Brain Podcast, where the goal is to rise above it all, stay elevated, create the infinity of your you. I almost forgot it. <laughs> I'm your host, Isaiah, and today I wanted to talk about body language. Um, being more in tune with what it is that your body's actually saying to you and how you communicate with your body, uh, especially when it uh, pertains to like weight, right? You know, I think a lot of times we are challenged when it comes to weight gain and weight loss. And there are some very um, interesting elements to the why behind that. And obviously, I'm not like a mental health professional. But uh, I have a lot of knowledge <laughs> in this ballpark from personal experience, but also as a certified um, fitness trainer and with the background in psychology, just kind of like putting all those things together. Um, there are a lot of things that kind of add up and coincide with each other that may be a surprise to you after today's episode or you may already be aware of. So we're going to get into that. All right. So if you are driving, put on a seatbelt listen along. If you are at home, I want you to get a pen and paper and write some things down um, to just be mindful of for yourself because it may point to certain things um, that may be uh, a challenge that you didn't think about. All right, so stay tuned. Guys, what's going on? Um, happy Monday. Hopefully you guys can hear me well. I know, I think it was an episode or two ago. You guys were like, hey, you're quiet. <laughs> you're too quiet. We can't hear you. So hopefully this episode um, changes that for you guys. You can actually hear me loud and clear because this is a very interesting um, topic I wanted to discuss uh, around weight, um, body image, um, how you handle stress and how that all comes into play. So for starters, um, there's this one book called uh, The Body Keeps the Score and it deals with trauma, like how your body holds on to trauma. And um, I've been reading it and it's it's awesome. Like it, it, it really points to um, tangible evidence, right? But also... Um, What's what I'm looking for? Very interesting, like nuances, things you would never put together that affect um, how we carry trauma in our literal bodies. And I was thinking, you know, when it comes to like weight uh, goals and, and uh, fitness and all of that, a lot of times people have a hard time um, with that. They're like, you know what? I can't seem to lose weight uh 
or I gain easy or I, I lose too fast or, you know, there's just always something wrong with the body. And genetics can play a heavy role into that. Also, trauma. Sometimes trauma is um, in your DNA, you know, depending on what your, your, your parents were going through when they conceived you. Uh, that all can influence you as well. Um, even furthermore, that's what I'm looking for. So if you've experienced trauma, uh, let it be like abuse, usually. Like that's that's usually a big indicator. Um, physical abuse, uh, even sexual abuse. Um, your body responds to that in, in interesting ways. And, you know, when we talk about, um, you know, obesity sometimes or like someone being overweight, not everybody who is overweight because they're just sitting around eating junk food, right? Or even sometimes if they are sitting around eating junk food, there's even history under that. So I forget where I was um, no, actually, I remember exactly where I was, um, but who I was talking to about it. So, sometimes if you are in duress when you're younger, right, the little kid in you gets older, but they're still that little kid, and now they need elements of protection, um, so to appear bigger, right? That's why some people like work out so much because it's like it creates a barrier around their little kid. And they get bigger, right? You build muscles, you build layers around your body to keep the little kid safer now, right? It's a way to kind of like keep people somewhat at a distance from getting to the little kid in you. Um, it's a physical, um, physical barrier. Same thing happens with obesity sometimes. There is this element I was reading in the book. Um, there was this one case where the the kid, um, he was getting abused by his grandfather. And when he started to gain weight, the abuse stopped. It was almost this thing of like, well, you can't touch me now. Or at least I can't feel it. So sometimes when we are eating, right? Um, we are trying to fill those empty parts of us, aka eating to your full, right? Or like overstuffing yourself. It's almost as if you have this suitcase, right? And you are trying to fill all the cracks and crevices so your suitcase won't be empty. Um, sometimes when we go through traumatic experiences, we feel empty, right? And we feel kind of alone and like isolated. That's why they call it comfort food. So we use that food to kind of fill in those empty gaps that we um, that we feel and that we have throughout life. And also to to protect, like to create somewhat like a wall of protection around the little kid in us. We somewhat expand if that if that's like a sensitive word like we expand like our bodies grow outward right our bodies grow outward we build these layers around the little kid in us to keep the little kid from being harmed again 
and people don't often realize that like what's actually going on you know comfort food i need to feel comfort i need to feel safe and a lot of times that comfort food makes us feel even worse afterwards right because it's almost like it's a trauma response like i need something to um soothe slash satiate me and take care of me right now so i'm gonna eat right i'm gonna eat <clears throat> when we talk about love languages um and I've talked about this previously uh, on a different episode, but love languages, I think, are so fun and interesting to to have a conversation about because people people often don't realize what they're actually saying. Um, like you go out to the world and it's like, yeah, I know my love languages. I know this is how I need to be taken care of. I know this is what I need from other people or my significant other whatever the case may be like these are my love languages and you have to respond to me with my love languages but on the flip side of that there's the self-destructive behavior where we ourselves um, restrict ourselves from the love that we respond to the most so if you are overeating um and let's say your love language is physical touch right Overeating, in essence, is like you stuffing yourself and almost preventing yourself from being touched, right? Um, also, the other side of that is like not eating, right? Not eating and either losing weight and or just sending your body into starvation mode where it holds on to the fat, right? Um, also to cortisol levels, that's stress fat. So if you are stressed all the time, you're running on stress a lot. Your body is usually holding on to weight again to keep you from, um, essentially dying, right? So it holds on to sustenance that it's given in order to take care of the body and have it still run on something. It's like a, um, like a, a reserve tank. I'm sorry. It's like a reserve tank that it the body kind of holds on to because it never knows when it's going to eat again or it always feels like it's in danger. So a lot of times people who have gone through trauma, they're um, guys or girls. Your, uh, your stress fat, your stress hormones are a lot higher, right? Um, because your body is constantly trying to protect itself and make sure that it can withstand... Um, AKA an attack. And then again, back to love languages. So let's say, you know, you quality time is your love language, um, physical touch. And let's say acts of service, right? So let's say acts of service is your love language, but you stopped exercising. Right, you stopped exercising, and that was your thing. You are now um, restricting yourself from love, right? Because if access service is your thing, sometimes access service for you looks like getting up, having a routine, exercise, stretch, yoga, um, going for a walk, going for a run, um, lifting weights, uh, whatever. Something that's a a physical activity for your body to um, feel. Um, I want to say energized and, and, and alive. You have now 
removed that love from yourself, right? Um, what was the other one? Quality time, say like cooking. You know, a lot of times people are like, yeah, I don't have time to meal prep. I don't want to do that. So I'll just eat out instead. It's almost like you're saying, I don't want to nourish you properly, a.k.a. you, me, body. Um, I don't have time for you. I don't have time to take care of you. So I'm going to just give you something so you can shut up. <laughs> right? Um, if we think about it in that, in that sense, that's what we're kind of, you know, telling our body, um, telling our younger selves, like, I don't have time for you. And I know this is what you want. And I know it'll like, it'll keep you out of my hair. Right. So let's get this fast food. Let's do this. And I'm not saying this for everybody. Obviously, I'm just giving you guys a different perspective. Um, so don't take this in absolutes. If it doesn't apply to you, then keep it pushing. I'm also speaking from experience. So as a, I wouldn't even say it's funny. I was, I never really considered myself an athlete, right? Cause I wasn't like, I mean, sports was never really a thing for me. I, I didn't enjoy them, but you know, grew up in martial arts and then my college years, I ran a lot and I lifted a lot. I was in the weight room and I was on a track constantly. High school, I was a shot putter and a discus thrower. Um, and I was in a weight room, but I always loved running. So when I had the opportunity outside of like being told what to do, I just did it on my own. So love running, love working out. And even when, you know, depression got interested in it in college. I realized I had lost a lot of weight. Like my friend told me, she was like, yeah, you, you lost a ton of weight. Cause I was working out a lot and I didn't realize I was just like, this is what I enjoy doing. This is a routine. I'm just going to do my thing. She's like, yeah, you lost a lot of weight. You look kind of scary. I was like, why the hell didn't you say anything? <laughs> like, why didn't you tell me you're letting me wither away like this? From that point on, I just kind of like carried on into fitness and then I got certified as a, a trainer myself you know with the psychology I kind of understood my habits in terms of what worked for me and what didn't so I don't like have really much of a vice like I don't drink or smoke like there's nothing that I do there but I do have like a sweet tooth and even that's kind of being curbed a lot because I'm just like, eh, I, I realize when I reach for sweets and why. So even in that space, I've understood how that all works. So if I'm under a lot of stress, I'll seek out sugar, right? Um, sometimes people just seek out carbs when they're stressed because carbs is like, it has sugar, it turns into sugar, then it turns into fat if it's not um, used. So it becomes that comfort thing or that thing um, that you can reach for. It's kind of like a pacifier almost. And you use that to soothe yourself. Interestingly enough, some people who experience sexual abuse or assault may have more sexual partners, ironically enough, because what they've done is now... It's a way to like numb 
what they've experienced and it, it kind of like cancels out the noise in their head, right? And I guess the same could be said for somebody who, when they're stressed, they won't eat. That happens to me sometimes too, where it's like I have to remind myself, look, you got to eat something. I know you're stressed and you don't have much of an appetite, but you got to eat something. And the reason why is because, um, again, the cortisol levels uh, spike. So if you're under stress and you refuse yourself nourishment, your body is thinking that it's in danger and that it doesn't have time to eat. So what I do, especially like when it came to auditions and stuff, um, there was this tactic that I learned to um, either chew gum or like just eat something or drink something before an interview or an audition. Because what that does is it tells my body, if we're eating right now, that means we're not in danger. So we're good. And it kind of like calms your nerves a little bit. Sometimes you have to like slow down and pay attention to what's actually happening to you and or your body and what the communication is between the two. Um, because like, like I said, for me, it's like when I'm stressed, sometimes I'll go for sugar or sometimes I just won't eat or I'll forget to eat because my mind is running a mile a minute and I'm trying to figure out something or I'm like really um, mulling my thoughts over and now it's creating more stress in my body. Sometimes we don't realize that we're doing that and it could go either way. I hope this makes sense for you guys uh, in terms of like how your body actually responds to what it is that you're doing or saying or not doing. And, um, I would say if you want to, if you want to try something interesting, uh, for the next, like, I'd say five days, just write down what you eat, write down what it is that you eat when you eat and what your mood is like for those days. Like if you could like make it like a game and after the five days, look at your eating habits, look at your, um, mood when you eat certain things. And then pay attention to how you feel about it, like how your body responds to it, because you'll be surprised. There will definitely be some um, some light bulbs that might go off while you are uh, recognizing certain patterns in your body uh, or that you may have uh, picked up from your caretakers. Uh, it's all connected to some degree. And like I said, you know, me not being a mental health professional, but having the background in psychology, also um, having my own experiences. And on top of that, being a certified trainer, I've studied the body, like the anatomy, but also like the physiology of it. That's why I like psychology too, because oftentimes people don't realize the mind and mind-body connection that's involved in exercise, but also just fitness in general. A lot of times people don't think that they deserve to be a certain weight. So therefore, there's like a sabotage that they sometimes subconsciously implement to keep them from getting there. So it's like always a pipe dream. And it can be done with like trying to gain weight, but also like trying to lose it sometimes. And it's interesting. Like it's really interesting. How you talk to your body and how your body responds is so interesting because sometimes it's like losing weight or let's say gaining body confidence. Let's, let's say that, you know, gaining body confidence takes a while because there's all these checks and balances that you 
uh, either society kind of pushes or you yourself have because of society, right? Where it's like you should be a certain weight or this, or you don't think that you'll be able to sustain it. So you're not even focused on the moment to moment progress. You're just like, well, what about in two months? Am I going to be able to have this body in two months? Well, I might as well not try anymore or it's taking too long. So I'm done. Right. So people sometimes check out before they even start. And that is also um, psychological because it's not just about the the discipline of it. Um, It's not just about the practicalities of it, I should say. It's more about the discipline. And then under the discipline is the why. Right. I've it's it's great because on the new year, I was like, yeah, I'm going to kind of cut out sweets. I'm, I'm, I'm good on that. Now, there have been other ways I've, like, obviously eaten sugar, so maybe I'll have an orange, right? I'll have an orange at the end of the night. The first week, I was like, craving oranges big time uh, <laughs> because I, when you kind of remove certain things, your body still has a craving or it's lacking certain nutrients. So I would have an orange, um, and that was cool. And then um, what else would I have? There's this, I don't really drink soda, but there's this one I kind of see as like um, like a treat almost. So it's like, I'll drink that periodically. But even a lot of times, I don't even want it, right? So I won't drink it. And the more I've been working out, I've been craving chocolate milk. Now, chocolate milk has protein, but also has um, iron in it, right? And it's usually a good fix, but it also has sugar. And I will drink that with like a banana and oatmeal in the morning. And that's that. So now it's to the point where, you know, usually after I remember growing up, I would always want to have dessert after I ate dinner. And it's so funny because my body, even now, after I eat dinner, it's like, okay, it automatically feels ready to have sugar. And I've kind of stopped that. So now it's to the point where even if I have something in the house, I don't crave it. And I do this thing where, um, and you could try this out. I always say, if I still want it in 15 minutes, I'll get it. Right? I'm like, I'll give myself 15 minutes. I'll drink some water. If I want it in 15 minutes, I'll, I'll have it. 15 minutes pass. I'm like, hmm, do I really want it? I'll try again in another 15 minutes or a half hour. And I keep pushing the time until it's too late. And then I'm like, I don't want it. Right? If I was able to go all this time without it, I don't need it. So I won't eat it. (laughs) I don't need it, so I won't eat it. And it's pretty cool when you kind of really slow down what's going on instead of um, like hyper-focusing or like just leaning into those cravings. Now, I'm not saying you have to cut everything out, but being mindful of what it is that you're doing and why helps a ton, helps a ton. And what it is that you're actually communicating to your body is major. And the why, right? Because like I said, sometimes if you feel empty, let's say you feel like you don't have family around or you don't have friends or you're not in a relationship and that that bothers you, right? That That takes a lot out of you. Comfort food becomes a thing for you where it's like, you're literally trying to stuff clothes or fill those holes in your, your heart space. And you do that with food, right? And that's why you get sleepy afterwards because you're now full, 
right? Now your body needs to break all that down. So all the energy goes to digesting what you just consumed, which is why a lot of times we get sleepy after. Hibernation, right? So again, I know this was a lot and I hope it wasn't like kind of, uh, I hope it wasn't like too confusing to understand, but basically it comes down to being very mindful of how your body responds to certain things. How you deal with stress is huge. Pay attention to what you reach for when 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 you're under stress or you're sad, you know, and depressed. And again, sadness and depression are not the same thing. And <laughs> just to make that clear for you guys, sadness and depression are not the same. You can be sad while having a depressive episode but being sad doesn't mean you're depressed okay depression lasts a lot longer and there's a lot more i want to say episodes that that uh exist with depression versus just sadness right because not every depressed person is sad either even with depression you know people think that it's just like oh you're sad no sometimes depression shows up in your body as like headaches body aches altogether like your lower back is killing you or you're just sore all the time like that could be an element of depression too that people don't often realize and also to what was i going to say there is with anxiety it's the same you know anxiety is like your full charge you're always running it's kind of like that fight or flight response right when you have anxiety so therefore your body can never be focused on nutrients because it's always focused on survival and therefore, it's just always running on, is never at rest. So it has to burn whatever it can or whatever you give it. It's like, all right, cool. We, I got to eat this. I got to stuff it down. I got to use it as energy to survive the next day. So it's always kind of like in this fight or flight response when you are dealing with anxiety a lot. So sometimes you may not sustain your weight or keep weight on, right? And all these are components of bigger things sometimes. Yes, sometimes there's like um, biological things going on beyond that that you may need to get checked out. Or there's genetics. You know, there's a lot of factors that play into it. But sometimes we fail to realize just how much our lineage influences our weight, right? Or our bodies or how we talk to our bodies and how our bodies communicate with us. is very eye-opening because you... Once you're aware of certain things, you now have the opportunity to change habits, right? Like I said, acts of service is huge. If I'm a big acts of service guy, like that's my love language. So I know when I am, like things start to get out of order, that means I'm, I'm stressed. And stressed in the sense of like, I'm not even being mindful of what's going on. I'm just trying to get through my days. Like I'm just trying to get through life. And that's not good because what that says to my body is like, hey, I don't have time to take care of you or I don't have time to um, just talk to you, right? Sometimes we have to really give ourselves the moment to talk to our bodies and talk to ourselves and be like, hey, I just want to check in, see how, see how you're doing. You all right? You good? What do you need, right? Like I said, I've been craving chocolate milk. My body was potentially craving iron. Right. And also protein. And now I'm giving it to him. It's like, hey, you're right. Does, is, the, is this helping? And it has been. Right. There are so many different ways when we talk about self-love 
to really be mindful of how you're loving yourself or how you are restricting love when it comes to you. And eating is a big thing. Covered food is not, I don't want to say all that, like everything's in moderation, but if you're always seeking comfort food, that means you're not comfortable, right? That means you are trying to fill this void. And sometimes you gaining weight is you reinforcing this idea that no one loves you and no one wants to be around you because they physically can't, right? You create this barrier to keep people away from you. And this is not like body shaming or anything like that. I'm just saying like what happens under the current is that you are, you've probably been hurt before physically and your body responds to it by craving food to now create, it's like building a fortress around the very delicate parts of you so no one can ever get to you again. Um, sex in a weird way, it, it does that too where it's like you have multiple partners and you uh, participate in a little bit more reckless sexual behavior because of things that may have happened to you. And that in itself is um, it's this weird dance of like power, but also numbing yourself from what may be going on in your head about your previous experiences. Um, and I, again, this applies to guy or girl. Um, and if you've ever been through those things, I truly am sorry because that in itself is a lot to carry through life and, and walk with. And not everybody on the outside understands. But I do want to say to you, you are loved, <laughs> right? You matter. And there are people who do want to come into your house, sit down with you, be close to you. Sometimes just hug you and let you know, hey, it's going to be okay. I got you, right? And I want you to be able to have the wherewithal to do that for yourself. Sometimes hugging yourself looks like I'm going to eat a little bit better because I love you and I want you to be okay. Or I'm going to exercise today because I love you. And I know this is uncomfortable, but I know in the long run this is going to take care of you. So I'm going to do that. I'm going to meal prep because I love you. And me taking time to be mindful of the food that I'm giving you is me taking care of you for the long haul. And I'm taking time to just cook for you. Like this is me showing you that I love you, right? I'm showering, keeping your hygiene proper. It's like, I love you. I want you to feel clean, refreshed, rejuvenated. Um, and I want you to, to look nice, right? Because I love you. I'm not going to have you around certain people or I'm not going to be existing in 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 um these relationships that are uh, unhealthy for me because i love you and i want to make sure you are around safe people versus just random people who may not take care of you properly right there are all these ways we can slow down and be very cognizant of what we are doing to our body or what our body is communicating to us okay um I think that's it. I think I think that's 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 what I really wanted to convey today. Like being mindful, and I know like the New Year's resolutions is always like weight, like weight, being weight conscious. Like everybody's weight conscious, and then people bottom out. Like within the first two weeks, people give up, and it's like it's not just them being lazy. There is a, a undercurrent to it, you know, and even laziness has some interesting. Uh, 
reasons behind it. Not everybody that's lazy is because of laziness, if that makes sense. Some people are mentally tired, right? Mentally, emotionally exhausted. And sometimes just getting out of bed some days is the biggest challenge for them, okay? Um, Not everything is absolute. And like I said, I just want to let you know, if you are experiencing certain things, you're not alone. And, you know, even with seeking help, it can be expensive and things like that. But I wanted to offer you some practical things that you can do. Even food, like healthy food can be pricier, right? Because, you know, not to switch gears, but like in in different communities, you know, you see the obesity rate being a little bit higher. The reason why is because they're not able to afford healthier food and access to produce, etc. So, you know, how do you um, stretch your dollar, right? Go to McDonald's. You get however much you can for this amount of money. And if you have to feed a family on top of that, it's like, how can I make this work? So sometimes getting fresh food and healthy food is tough, okay? Um, But slow it down, right? Slow it down because I know healthy eating, yes, can be expensive. And that in itself already creates this um, this dynamic where the poorer you are, the healthier you're not able to be. Or you don't deserve to be healthy. In other words, you don't deserve to live, right? And that in itself is like heartbreaking too because it's not fair. It's not fair. So I do understand that component too. Trust me, guys, I am not oblivious to any of this. You know, life has in a very interesting way given me experiences from very different points of view um, that has allowed me to talk to you guys confidently and able to back it up with personal experiences <laughs> and yeah just have a conversation with you uh and and have a human conversation versus it being like i'm talking from this place of ill experience in just a textbook it's like no i get it i get it all right so just know that you're not alone and um there's somebody that understands your experiences right but I want you to understand your experience a little bit more so you can um, see it as something that you've grown from instead of something that you have to keep enduring. Okay, so start small. This week, I just want you to track your meals for the next few days. Even if you don't eat, I want to see, like, or I want you to understand why you're not eating, okay? Just being mindful, right? And um, yeah, that's it. This episode went on longer than I anticipated. I just like, I didn't really have any notes, but it was something that I thought about. And I was like, ah, the mind-body connection, that'd be good to talk about because weight gain is usually an issue for a lot of people. Um, I myself, I, I go back and forth with it. And it's because my stress, you know, like being under stress, I forget to eat. And if I don't eat, I won't. My body is not responding. That's something to be mindful of too. Not eating is not the way to lose weight Um, because your body will in fact hold on to what you give it um, because you are not eating properly. So it doesn't trust you to feed it again. So it's like, all right, I'm just going to hold on to this now. Right? So um, that's something to be mindful of. Uh, Yeah. 
So yeah, that's all I got, guys. I hope you guys have an amazing week, and I hope you guys do take care of yourself as much as you possibly can. Um, yeah, uh, thank you guys for for rating the the podcast. It's been growing yet again. Uh, so thank you guys, and a special shout out to the people who have left reviews um, for the podcast. Again, it's amazing to read, and other people get to see what works for this podcast, and it just keeps me in the right headspace in terms of. Um, I'm doing this right. And obviously you guys are gaining what you need from this because we're all here to grow, right? And just, you know, look out for each other as best as possible. If you haven't done so, leave a rating on iTunes or Spotify or anywhere you listen to, to podcasts. If you like what you're listening to, just hit the the stars at the bottom of this podcast. It takes a couple of minutes. If you want to write a review, that's more than appreciated. Um, if you want to support the podcast, you can go to Patreon, patreon.com and become a patron. It's different tiers. Um, if you want to get podcast merch, the link is also in the bio of this episode. Uh, anything else? If you want to subscribe to the podcast, you can um, pay for a subscription, Apple iTunes, and you will get access to the episode earlier than the general public, and it's ad-free as well. And... Uh, what else? You can still get the book. The coloring book is still out there. Uh, it's going to be here. Um, it's here to stay. Barnes and Nobles, Amazon, or you can order it directly from my website. If you do, you get an autographed copy, uh, personally autographed from yours truly. And follow the podcast on Instagram at the Bird Brain Podcast. And uh, yeah, I think that's it. I think that's it. I hope you guys have an amazing week. And like I said, I hope this episode is helpful to you in terms of like how you talk to your body and how your body's listening and how you should listen to your body. All right. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Appreciate you guys. Take flight.